0: A different perspective, a new insight into life, a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, and maybe an amusement for you. Welcome to From My Standpoint, a a twice-a-month podcast with your host, Josh C. Jones. Philip, a secondary education teacher, was speaking to his students on the first day of class and describing the classroom norms, the rules and behavior, and learning objectives planned for the year. He was so energized by his months of meticulous research and planning that led to what he believed was his perfect learning objectives and lesson plans. Philip knew the ins and outs of the English language and had all the skills for proper and accurate communication and concluded that there was nothing left for him to learn. This is why he decided to become a teacher. All that was left was to share his knowledge and wisdom, because he had immense intellect. He understood all he needed, and he created perfection with these lessons, or so he believed. He stood before his students and spoke what he thought was absolute wisdom into their lives. And being so brilliant, he had a formative assessment in the form of a question to assess the students' knowledge but also to conceitedly validate his. Philip said,
1: The norms for my classroom are simple. Do not talk over anyone, and only speak positive words.
0: Then Philip went right into his thought-to-be-engaging wisdom for the first lesson. He said,
1: I bet you didn't know, in the Russian language a double negative remains a negative. However, in the English language a double negative forms a positive. For example, If I said, you are not an unwise person, not an unwise are negatives. But I would really be saying that you are a wise person. See how I used double negatives to form a positive? He paused a moment, then asked, Don't you not understand what I'm teaching you?
0: Philip smirked at his joke and... Brilliant closed question as he listened to the students whisper amongst each other, assuming none could dispute his wisdom. Then he said with absolute
1: confidence, There is no language in which a double positive could ever, in any sense imaginable, be used to form a negative.
0: At that moment, a student who was slouching in the back of the room with his head tilted back, rolled his eyes and sarcastically responded, Yeah, right. Teaching is like any other profession. No matter how much you think you know, how skilled you are, how great your intellect, how much you prepare, you will always have the opportunity to be pushed to learn more, to grow, and to adapt. This I now have a greater understanding of from the secondary teaching methods and practices class that I took at NSU, where in class we not only discussed and role-played, but also wrote and created our own drafts for preparation and learning to be productive teachers leaders in the classroom and good coaches for the engaging and incorporating of the students we are commissioned to educate
1: they learn to prepare serve and engage students
0: my comprehension says that you are correct random voice of reason when i first enrolled in this class i thought we would spend most of our time talking about writing syllabi and creating well More accurately, I thought we would be adjusting templates of lesson plans, learning to read and write and create the items a teacher gives their students at the beginning of the school year. These are the two items I remember being requested to prepare and turn in years ago in order to teach a continuing education class. Obviously, it didn't happen then because I didn't know the first thing about creating them. Little did I know that a teacher's load was so much more intense than lecturing and grading assignments, and that it was a blending of methodical creativity. We began the semester having to create rules, consequences, and norms for a classroom. In my case, it was for an imagined future classroom. Imagination! I always believed that these were decided by the school board and universally implemented by all teachers it took me by surprise to learn that teachers actually have some personal say in the norms for their classroom and how they deal out consequences up to a point even though it seems that all try to follow the universal key elements of strong norms be concise be objective be positive uphold in other words stand firm honestly i I was thrilled to learn this because I think teaching is more than just dealing out facts and information, but adding on to and building good social skills and encouraging success through perceived failure as well. How did you learn this new insight and perception? (laughs) Well, random voice of questions. It was with the classroom management plan part one and two assignments those assignments gave us the opportunity to learn this new insight by having us create our own rules and norms. And it required us to explain the details of what each norm means and why. There are some that are constant and unwavering, such as be prepared, be on time, follow directions. Then there are those that I was happy to be able to add to mine that can be ambiguous and adaptable with time and environment. And... They allow the involvement of the students when interpreting them as realistic concepts, such as finding the positive in everything and showing respect. Though maybe most of the teachers in my past did not fully explain these well or involve the students much at all when discussing and implementing them. Or maybe I was just the student who never truly paid attention the first day of class. Squirrel! Either way... My perception of teaching has greatly changed to be more understanding and admirable of teachers and their classroom rules, and my own learning has increased along with my own personal growth in the area of respect for the student and the importance of inclusion for the student, such as when discussing what respect is to each and learning new insights to see a positive, as described in my created rules and norms. Through the teaching and role-playing, I understood that there is a fine balance there between keeping the role of authority and showing value in the student's thinking. This balancing act is valuable if we wish to have the students take more ownership of their behavior. By finding a positive in everything and showing what is now universally understood in the classroom as respect, both the students and I, the teacher, should, and I believe will, have more opportunities to teach each other, to learn, to grow, to understand, and to adapt, if we so choose. As with Philip, when I created my first five learning objectives, I thought what I wrote out was brilliant, in the perfect order for teaching, and would be little issue to implement into full lesson plans. (laughs) Sure, it took me many days and lots and lots of complaining before I settled on those five objectives, but when I did, my attitude was Philip's attitude, perfection. However, through the lesson planning, teaching, and assignments, my attitude was quickly checked, just like the student did to Philip. Five perfect and clear and organized learning objectives with a masterfully created and communicated first lesson plan. (laughs) Yeah, right. Teaching, I have learned, is less about just lecturing students about a subject matter and information the teacher has learned, but more about the student's comprehension of the material. If the students do not, at least in part, comprehend and understand the application of the material, then did teaching ever really occur? Hmm, that is a great question. Sounding a bit philosophical there, Random Voice of Questions to ensure we know how to better apply and engage the students through the semester we broke down the sections of creating learning objectives and writing the lesson plans into easily digestible and augmented yet challenging sections or weekly lessons for us in the classroom the learning objectives I do we do you do engage and closure all key parts of a whole lesson plan once again my perception of the work teachers put into their classroom teaching was greatly altered by these lessons. The breakdown in the I do, which is the section where the teacher demonstrates or lectures, we do, which is the part where the students apply the learning with the teacher or cooperatively in pairs or groups, and you do, the students apply the learning again, but this time on their own, these categories helped make the learning and creation of the lesson plans seem more bearable and verifiable, and the ability and freedom, well to a degree, to creatively engage the students at the beginning and throughout each lesson, that was a welcomed insight into the world of teaching. I like to write, and I like to incorporate jokes, but I truly thought this would not be allowed, because once again, I thought teachers and classroom rules and norms and lessons all followed one universal code for the school or subject matter or a template created and approved solely by the school board now knowing that there are three major but separate elements to better ensuring the students understand and learn I can I hope properly create better lesson plans that incorporate the students not just answering a question or taking a quiz or test but engaging with me the teacher and each other through my chosen creative engagement and cooperative learning in the I do, we do sections that I think would be best for learning and the assessment of the learning objective. I will use this new information to create games and further incentives, such as bonus points for the games and the opportunities for the student to have their hard work incorporated in a teaching through the My Favorite No assessment by turning a perceived failure into a collective opportunity for success or as exemplars for better understanding if they agree to that. By having these incentives and rewards for hard work, I think it will help better ensure each student is engaged, applying the information physically and mentally, and actually comprehending and analyzing it in their life, rather than just cramming their short-term memory for a test and then leaving without any true further knowledge or understanding. The latter, I now perceive, as a dishonor to teaching and the student. All the above tie in through the assessments. And yes, I truly did not know what an assessment was when I began this class.
1: Ignorance truly is bliss. Until your work depends on the missing knowledge.
0: Yeah, I agree, random voice of reason. And at the beginning, I was missing a lot. I also thought that most homework was just busy work and that the major checks on students' understanding were done through quizzes and tests, which would have explained why I think some teachers tend to give a lot of quizzes and tests. I also believed, but couldn't properly explain why, this way was inadequate by itself. A lot of students know how to skim by or fake their way through tests and quizzes and understand the perceived importance of short-term memory, heavily referred to as cramming. I was there, I'm sure everybody's been there. Which is, you know, you pass the test, you get the grade, you be done with the class, and you forget it all and move on with what you really want to do at that moment in your life. But the incorporating of the students, as done with some of the norms through cooperative learning, group exercises, and practical applications in higher order thinking through analyzing open questions and how the information might relate to their life, or how they might be able to compare the information to a relatable thing or happening, I now perceive as the best indicators of assessment. This is something I learned throughout the class, and with the assessment materials and assignments, testing is great, especially summative assessment, but unlike my previous perception, it should not be the main or only source of checking a student's understanding and comprehension of the information taught. Formative assessment, I have learned, is not only more accurate, but more adaptable and engaging for the learning process. And now, what you've all been waiting for, it's the wisdom of Dad Joke. As teachers and teachers in training, it is important for us to establish the environment for our classroom by writing and explaining our rules and norms and the best way to ensure the students understand these norms is by having them add some input as to what they think an adaptable norm would look like an example would be what does respect look like in the classroom it is also important for us to understand the importance of and how to create learning objectives and lesson plans that engage the students and encourage active learning to increase the opportunity for comprehension and retention. It is also important for teachers to understand that tests are just a small fraction of assessing a student's understanding and learning. Formative assessments with quicker feedback and the ability to adapt to the lesson and learning are vital for continual active participation. Without these understandings and skills, the teacher tremendously increases the chances of the student receding and becoming invisible to the learning environment. We want all students to believe and know that mistakes and failures are not the end, that they can succeed, that they can do it. It would be a shame and dishonor to leave them feeling like the invisible man in a job interview and turn the job down because, in his view, he couldn't see himself doing it. This has been From My Standpoint, a podcast to find a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, encouraging and enlightening insight, entertaining a new perspective, and providing an amusement for you. We hope you were entertained, encouraged, enlightened, and enjoyed the show.